want to be scared anymore. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You are listening to the Nerd of Godcast, the place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where all of our faith and our fandom lock hands, skip down the street, plastic pumpkins in hand, knocking on doors, wishing tricks and or treats, but mostly for Reese's Pumpkins. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. Let us know where you weigh in on all the the topics and the things that we are talking about. Tell them how they can do that, Scotty Higa. Wherever there are people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You can also subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, the Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad. Share some memes and live your dream. That's true. You can do both of those things. You can also join Vault 31 for the ladies over on uh, on tw- tw- Discord. Discord. I, I want to say Twitch, but thank you. <laughs> on Tumblr. On, on Twitch. Go, go ahead and join us on, the on my, MySpace. MySpace.com. Go over to our live journal. Just log into your Netscape Navigator. Use, use AOL keyword Vault 31. Uh, Vault a 31. messenger. MSN messenger. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, and uh, for the for the gentlemen, you can go join the Fight Club. You can find links to that through our website, nerdygodcast.com, and uh, be part of that conversation, that small group. It's a great place to be. And if you want to support the ministry of the Nerd Godcast, go to patreon.com slash nerdygodcast and for as little as $3 a month you can get uh, early access to episodes bonus content exclusive meetups and all kinds of fun things like that so please be a part it's time for the two question interview it's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. Tonight's two-question interview is a prelude to the theme of our episode. It is October, the 10th month, and we are revisiting a topic that we have visited twice before, and thrice is the sweet spot. So tonight, I welcome you to Spoopy Season 3D! <laughs> That's the <laughs> Jackie. What, was, <laughs> what the best part of that that nobody's going to see is a little jig that Jackie did as she was going. It's my little ghost wiggle. The, the dancing, Ooh. dancing ghost. Ghost so, wiggle band name called it. <laughs> Yeah. So we're so we we've gotten a little spoopy. Um, it, it's this time of year where we 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 darken the lights a little bit, but we don't get into the dark side or anything like that. We don't want to. This is still family friendly, it, you know. At least from a, a content perspective, we're not going to be summoning demons, drawing pentagrams, uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, or drinking diet soft drinks. Uh, so we are going to. Um, Can I play Pokemon? Absolutely. <laughs> so there, there have been like there's been a ton of things that like Christians have taken umbrage against. We we talked last week um, before we get into our two question interview. Uh, and aside, we talked last week about our, um, uh, our what our character class would be, right? Like mm-hmm. our, our uh, alignment if we were D and D characters. Someone's playing at us. And I had a gentleman at uh, at the church, David, like from the Bible. David from the Bible came up to me as he was standing at the door greeting people on their way into our church, and he said, "Oh, by the way, so is." Is it okay for Christians to play Dungeons and Dragons now? And I said, uh, and he goes, because I heard you guys on the podcast and you all were talking about character alignments. Like, 
I said, you know what, David? Redeem it for the Lord, man. He said, oh, man, back in the day. And he started telling me the story about how mm-hmm. back in the day he had all of his notebooks and he played D&D. But the, the church really, really frowned on that in something they called satanic panic in, yes. the, in the 80s and mm-hmm. stuff. And yes. then there had been, I was not a Christian at that time, but there were uh, many, many iterations throughout my life as a believer where um, pop culture things were really frowned upon and, and shunned mm-hmm. by Christians. I remember when I first became a Christian, a big thing that, that was, a, was a no-no-no uh, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because they're really yeah, and I remember going to a Christian bookstore and they had um they had uh, all these books in there that was like it was like Satan in the toy box or something and it had Jeez. Masters of the Universe in the cover and I said I remember watching Masters of the Universe I don't remember it being satanic it might have been I don't I don't know I um, hate I hated being a kid opening my toy box and then Satan was in there <laughs> that sounds like a metal it's, album it's, it's, Satan, Satan like, in the toy it, box it was the original pitch for Toy Story right and it was like Satan. you are a toy you know where did you put my football. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, to infinity and to hell. That was what. It was. <laughs> that was what uh, so, it, so Ninja Turtles were, were a big thing. I remember these like Christian moms in the church were like, "We don't want our kids playing because they 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 talked." It was like Eastern religions and ninja things and stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, I took a whole tour in the middle of my message today to talk about Ninja Gaiden uh, for some reason. Uh, and, and then uh, after that, Pokemon was a big thing. Yeah, uh, kids do not. Good. Do not that play Pokemon. Because evolution. Big one. Well, and, uh, I think there was like cause no, like the words were like secretly satanic. Like, like even the word pocket demon. Even it was like the word Pokemon was like summoning Satan or something. Yeah, yeah. they That's said it was like so pocket wild. demon or something. Yeah. Like that. Pocket monster. And it didn't help that all those Japanese kids watched that one episode and had like seizures all across Japan. Yeah. Oh, like, that, oh no! I think what? it was the movie. That's the the devil was trying to enter into. Yeah. Them. Through through the in Eevee evolution somehow, uh, and then and then uh, I remember Power Rangers came out. And it was like, mm-hmm. nope, no strength for voting on the Power Rangers. We don't we don't mess with that because. And I don't really fully understand it's cool. why. May, I, it's funny because it's violent. And and as the as the story went on, there were there were many other things. And you know now. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what parents are not allowing their kids to, to watch or do anymore. But, you know, now that I'm old, I sit there and I go, oh, well, yeah, I completely see why you wouldn't let your kids do some of these things. But I still um, defend Ninja Turtles, I guess. Uh, and Harry Potter. See, now that was the other, that was the other big one. Harry oh. Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That big one, though, one. That one, though, is that one's at least a little more makes clear. sense. <laughs> like, that that's, that's how they get you. See, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a gateway thing, right? First thing they do is get you playing Pokemon. And next thing you know, you're bringing the Chamber of Secrets to church instead of a Bible. Um, and I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. So, sp- spooky things, scary things. Um, we're going we're gonna to take a, a couple quick questions here and, and talk about this uh, tonight. So, what is, first question of our two-question interview, the scariest not scary thing to you. And I, I mean, like, you know, there's scary things, right? Like a giant demon clown jumping out of the, the closet or something like that. Ah, right? But there are things that are not necessarily scary, but they still frighten you. What is something that's not scary that scares you, Neff? Walruses. What? They're Elaborate, teeth. please. They're terrifying. Why? They're large and they're really freaky. I, like, have this recurring nightmare of being in a small room with a walrus. Oh. We've I've, have we had this conversation before? Yes. I feel like we have. Because oh, we yeah. have. Because it's scary. Can you imagine being in a small room with a walrus? It's terrifying. I feel like yeah, they I, can't move very quickly. No, but yeah. but I, I but what if crush they, you? But if you're in a small room, room. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Like I guess I can picture myself like like Ellen Ripley in Aliens, and a walrus is just like up against me, and his bristles are just touching my face, uh. and now I'm like, nope, nope, I don't want this. The big teeth. 
the tusks. The teeth. Yeah. Okay. So welcome. now we're all now we're all frightened of walruses. Great answer. You're welcome, America. <laughs> what uh? What else? What's something not scary that scares you? Making doctor's appointments. Why? Ooh, yeah. I just get so much anxiety. I, I don't want to be healthy. <laughs> Like, I want to be, but there's just so much fear setting them up. And, like, the anticipation of, I, especially, like, this is not just a me thing I know, but, like, if I'm looking for a doctor online and it does not give me the option to make the appointment online, I'm not going to them. I don't mm. care if they're the best doctor. I don't want to have to talk on the phone to anyone. Wow. I, won't. I don't want to do it. Wow. I don't want to do it. What about what about just talking on the phone to people? Like, what if you had a call? Don't like it. Okay. I hate it. So it's not even specifically doctors. It's just human interaction. It's human interaction, especially oh. like over the phone. Wow. Every time the uh, phone rings at work, I'm like, Hollywood Studios training. This is Jackie. Yeah, and then she's then she goes into a, a catatonic terror. Mm-hmm. All right. Please hang up. Please hang up. Please hang up. <laughs> everybody, uh, I'm gonna give out Jackie's number in the uh, show notes. And just everybody, <laughs> just call her. You'll go straight to voicemail. I'm going to let you know that right now. Every time she gets a call at work, she's going to let me transfer you. Yeah. <laughs> just watches it ring. Liz, something not scary that scares you. How do you, uh, people in like costumes? Like whenever I go to like Disney or Universal, I see like cost like you know how they have the parade in Universal and they like there's like the costume people like Scooby Doo and yeah and like and, and like and SpongeBob so, and things like that and like Patrick oh that's so mascots that, I I run freaky. away from that yeah okay. have you like, do you, have you ever been that. to a sporting event like if you saw like the, like uh, stuff the Magic Dragon from the Orlando Magic just anybody in God a costume bless. what if it was like a cheese it mascot. Like the cheese, it but he was brand. wearing well, sunglasses. Oh, Wait, that's is there a, terrifying! Yes. Is there a yes, sunglasses there wearing cheese? Awesome. Neffa uh, for Christmas basket, got me mascot mascot. Got me Masket? tickets to a uh, college football bowl game here in Orlando, and it was like the debut of the cheese it mascot. His and name it was, was Ched Z. And Neff, what is he mascotting? Cheese it, cheese it, just cheese it. He's, He's a, a giant, giant cheese. I need it. Who wears sunglasses and he DJs and he hates pylon. That's him. And he hates pylon. And he was like, he would go like kick the pylon. I love it. Kick the pylon. Yeah. Just, Neff, just wait, does he? Ha- it, he has hands. Yeah. Yes, he with gloves. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he would make the and How else would he DJ? Kicks. So now this is a bold decision. <laughs> many, many of you can't. You know, you know the basic shape of a cheese. It. Yes. yes. It's squared. Yeah. yeah. It is a squared baked piece of cheese with a little dimple in the middle, right? Delightful. Yeah. I don't know if I was designing a cheese it mascot if I would have gone with the diamond I, yeah. shape version of it as opposed to the tr- traditional square shape. It's probably easier yeah, to get in now. Probably, yeah. yeah. And like get into like places. Yeah, it is angled like a baseball diamond as yeah. opposed to yeah. you know, square. Like yeah. Okay. awesome. But that, I love that, him. That's a bold that was literally geeking out the entire So how would you feel if right now through that door the cheese it mascot I would run away but at the same time (laughs) (laughs) no judgment it's like that immersion therapy and Dr. Phil we're gonna make her strap it that's right (laughs) we got a man coming in covered in cotton balls no (laughs) I went to Universal I wanna say like five years ago Wait, when did they take away the Barney thing? Was it five years ago? Like Something like that. a year and a half ago. Okay, well, five years ago, I went to Universal, and I've never been to the the Barney place. I've been going to Universal since I was little, and we I've love never the been Barney to the Barney place. place. Yeah. So I went, and I thought, okay, it's not going to be so bad. I thought, I honestly thought Barney was going to be this holographic person. He, I did not think like he Tupac? was going to show up. Yeah, he was kind be a, of. A seven-foot-tall purple dinosaur? Or like a screen, yeah. So we go in the thing. And there's three dinosaurs in that show. Yeah. I know. You got DJ and Baby Bop. So I go and we sit down and I'm like, okay, when is he going to come out? All of a sudden people are like, okay, guys, here he comes. One, two, three. All of a sudden. I peer slowly behind Liz. <laughs> he comes out of the stage in front of us and I'm freaking out. I am like, literally, I am pooping my pants. Like, Whoa. Like, she literally <laughs> pooped her pants. I was like. Thank you. How you are? You just have to. 
fine. Oh, you're not really fine. You just the entire time, I wanted to leave, but I couldn't. So I had to just sit there and just look down the whole time. Universal Studios. <laughs> Jurassic Park ride doesn't scare her. Barney. Barney the dinosaur. That's where it goes. Oh, Absolutely that's terrible. where it is. Oh, my goodness. I, I heard that they're putting a Barney area in at the Halloween Horror Nights this year. I don't know if that's, just for that's me. true. Just yeah. for me. Only one person can enter It's every just year. for Liz. Just Liz. <laughs> Uh, all right, Liz Mati, what's something not scary that scares you? Walking in the morning, like early in the morning before the sun is out, to my car from my home. Yes. Yeah. Like exiting my home to the inside of my vehicle. I never strut like I mean it, mm-hmm. like I do. <laughs> Keep the keys in the hand. Key in hand. Power like, strut. Unlocking the car from the moment that I like step my foot out the door because I ain't trying to be out here to be caught. By who? I don't know. Is it but just, I ain't gonna get caught. Is it just early in the morning, or it could be like you have to run somewhere real quickly, like eleven o'clock? Here's at night. the thing: like at night, for some reason, it isn't. It's it's still like I'll move quick, but it's not as frightening to me because I don't know. Maybe I've just been in my home all day, so I don't feel as like on edge. But like something about the early morning, it's like. What if somebody was being strategic? What if somebody was waiting? What if someone followed me and and waited all night outside my home just so that I could exit at this very moment? Like something about I don't know. Door opens up, car is in sight. Lismati. Run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's get her when she's well rested. That's right. Had a complete breakfast and alert. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, that's fair, Stephen. Uh, peacocks. Peacocks. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about this one the other day because yeah. the peacocks came into my apartment complex. So. Oh, we'll burn the complex down. Yeah. That's so funny because mine is the peacock app. Oh. <laughs> just throwing reruns of cheers at me. It's like, come on, you guys. No. Um, Why are you showing me that? Come on. Now, mine, okay, mine, mine might might be, um, and I've seen Stephen very uncomfortable around peacocks, so I, I can verify that. <laughs> that, is, that is true. They are walking dinosaurs. I. Uh, okay, so this sounds... Maybe, maybe this is a scary thing. I don't know. Um, but if I if I watch something or hear something that sounds unpleasant before I go to bed, like it, maybe this is just too much of like I'm answering a scary answer. But when I was a kid, I remember like I, I my room was in the basement. We lived in Virginia and uh, the, we had a three or two bedroom, three bedroom house uh, upstairs. One room, one room was my sisters. One room was my, my mom and my stepdad. And then there was a third room that was in the basement, but the basement wasn't finished. It had like concrete floors and there was no, it was just wood slats on the wall with fiberglass in it. Like no, nothing covering it, no drywall or anything like that. It was seriously, it was like, did you guys even know that you, there, there's a third child here? Like um, making me live down there under the stairs, like you know, Harry Potter or something. Uh, so I never slept down there. I, I came up and I always slept on the couch. So kind of whatever I was exposed to the TV, um, this, I was in sixth grade. And right before I would go to bed, the last show that would be on was Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. Oh, wow. And they, play, they would play that theme song that do, 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 And it would just, uh-uh, I can't sleep now. Like, I got to put something on. I would put on, like, I don't know, infomercial or something because I, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. So maybe that is a scary thing and it's, like, not a not scary thing, but uh, it really, really bothered me. Anyway. I thought you were going to say getting your teeth stuck in the uh, when you're closing the hood that's an unrealistic car. thing though it's not really a scary thing and uh it's so your teeth stuck in the hood of your car it's <laughs> yeah elaborate i, I think what do you mean steven just it, he knows too much stuff and it's like oh look at what i know i know this thing that nobody else knows so i'm just gonna bring it up i knew that oh my god or maybe you're just mad that. that he bought it up and i'm pretty sure jackie has heard that because i'm pretty sure he used to say it in a youth group every now and then yes correct 
thing. You're, that, very, that you're very smart. You know, my, the thing that really frightens me is uh, having to fight the urge of strangling Stephen every time I see him. It's 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 getting worse and it's getting harder every time. Ironically, it doesn't frighten me at all. Mm. I welcome it. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> feels. I welcome the, bring, the, bring it the on. sweet embrace <laughs> of darkness and death. Uh, so okay, so question question number two. Um, imagine that you're stuck in a haunted house overnight. What pop culture celebrity or character would you want to have stuck with you to keep company, and why? And hold on, now we're gonna throw a curveball in this because because uh, you you guys were primed that the, this question was coming. I'm going to remove the word house, and you have to replace it with another location. Imagine that you are stuck in a haunted blank overnight. What celebrity character would you want to have with you, and why? Neff. A haunted buffet. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to eat. Woo! Lasagna! And I want to be stuck with Bumblebee. From Transformers? Transformers. Uh, nice. Why? Okay. Because why? Because then he wouldn't need to eat any of the food. This <laughs> <laughs> is all about them was that getting your, fed. Your entire answer. So what, what, is a, what, what happens at a haunted buffet? What is the peril and the danger of a haunted buffet? Uh, you get a slap with a hot dog. You know what I can think of? The, the guy from that, that, that buffet training video that, that shows around? That the ghost video. of that guy is like, so is it still hot out there? What's your favorite kind of ice oh, cream? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Slimer and Ghostbusters. No, the guy, the guy. You, have you seen the video? He slices no. the food. And yeah, he's like I'm cutting not. it. And he's sitting there he's cutting, cutting the carving station. Making small talk with yeah. the eleven-year-old. Making small talk, right? Yeah. This guy. Yeah. It was from the. Just look up buffet training video. You'll find it. Yeah, it's, it's like the ghost of great. that guy. He's like, so have you? And it just anyway, it's funny. Okay. This, All right. So we're in a, bu- a buffet with Bumblebee. That's the maybe the most ridiculous answer. It can only go up from here. Least Marty. Um, I would be. With Louise from Bob's Burgers nice. in a haunted Costco. Nice. Oh. In a fun. haunted Costco. Why that is Costco? A great answer. Because Costco's amazing, and all the samples. <laughs> I, what would make haunted it haunted samples. though? I don't. I don't know. It's haunted. What makes anything haunted? <laughs> Robert, Robert, things are Robert happening. Robert Costco is haunting the. The warehouse. Yeah, Costco keeps the costs low. I don't. Is, dog. There's not a guy I have no named Robert Costco. I don't know. The co is for company. <laughs> That's what they no, watch. The thing is, thing. guy has it's no affiliation with Costco. It was just a guy who was unfortunately named Robert Costco who was tired of the question, <laughs> and when he died. He's he, he decided to inhabit and haunt he the, exclusively the warehouse had a, club. He exclusively had a Sam's Club membership. So, <laughs> That's right. When they get exercise, this Costco is clean. <laughs> uh, Liz. I would do a haunted theme park okay. with Deadpool. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Why not? Why, I don't know why. Because if something goes wrong, he'll be there. I don't have to do anything, but we could still have fun together. You just won't be in a theme park date with, with Deadpool, with like, Wade Wilson? Absolutely. I think she's overlooking the whole, it's haunted part, right? <laughs> I don't know how much. It'll be okay. I don't know how much Wade Wilson can help against ghouls. Well, wait. So so wait. So what, what's happening at the haunted Costco? Oh, you know, like burgers are flying. <laughs> Stuff's falling off the shelves. But how would Louise help you? So I feel like Louise would be way, like. She think is, of she, she would be weak. way savvier than you imagine she would be in this situation and she'd be kind of funny i feel like comedic relief is always helpful when battling demons or whatever i wouldn't want her there to help you but I'd, i just want uh, linda just to be there to commentate on what's going on i just think that louise would know how to handle the situation better than any one of us would all right jackie i would like to be with cosmo the space dog okay in a haunted library 
Ooh, oh no, Haunted cute. Library seems like the worst haunted place to be. Nice. But I've got Cosmo the Space Dog. Yeah, but like, I don't know, Ghostbusters messed me up. Yeah, that's fair. Both the movie and the video game. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's My fun. emotional support space dog. No human being would stack books like in this. a haunted library. Get it? I was gonna say theme park, but you had already said it, so oh, I didn't want to say it's okay. I mean, library <laughs> is kind of like interesting at least, and if you got like a cool space dog with you, yeah, making fun, funny conversation. Yeah, we love Cosmo. You get to have a dog. That's I'm a good cool, dog. Doesn't it doesn't hurt to have a cool dog? It's just overnight. To. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. When you said haunted library, I thought you meant like the TV show, but I was like, no, that's Silent Library. <laughs> Do you remember that show? No. The TV? Yeah. I've never I, heard of it. I, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, it's great. It's, it's great. It's great. Mm, all right, Steven? And that's, I would want to be in like a haunted, like old, rundown, like, for, forgive the pun, but ghost town. Okay. With Luigi. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's only, the only style. one out of all of your answers who can actually do something against ghosts. I think Luigi. 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 We're on a, a two-syllable basis. <laughs> well, Luis is also. Mar- Mari. <laughs> Luigi. Luigi. Oh, okay. All right. That's a decent, decent answer. Um, I would be on a haunted cruise ship with Ben and David. And if you don't know who Ben and David is, that's, that's okay. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They would be two people. No you said one person. Ben and David. Ben and David acted. They functioned as one person. Uh, ben and David are uh, travel bloggers that I, I, I enjoy watching their YouTube channel. They're very delightful. And I would just do it because uh, they sometimes Ben makes these like funny little comments. <laughs> Um, and I would just want to hear him react to different ghostly what do you think he would apparitions. Say? Oh, put me on a bicycle and call me Cindy Lauper. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just. Tony's uh, other answer is a haunted kitchen with the cast of the Great British Baking Show. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's a good a, answer. I'd be in a haunted kitchen with Paul Hollywood. Uh, I that, just Paul Hollywood, man. Um, well, let us know uh, who you would be in a haunted whatever with, with whoever, uh, in this segment that will never go to air. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's time uh, for a segment that hopefully is better than this one that we call the best thing, thing ever, 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 ever. And this season's best thing ever brackets are uh, for the best teams ever. And last week we had our first round. It was up on our uh, Facebook page, the Nerd of God Squad. And our competition was between Team 7. From Naruto. 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 Trained by the legendary Sani. Naruto. Naruto. Team Team 7 versus the kids from Stranger Things from the Netflix series Stranger Things. And and without question, it was a slobber knocker. The kids from Stranger Things defeated Team 7 and moved forward Ah. in the bracket. I'm so surprised. Uh, Are you? No. Okay. What? Uh, apparently, Charlotte made a great case for them, uh, and and the, the voters have spoken. It is team uh, team seven is the first one to get uh, cut from the bracket, and that brings us to tonight, where our competition is between from the Star Wars universe, the Bad Batch, and from Ooh. Final Final Fantasy Seven Avalanche. Avalanche. So, uh, for those of you guys who don't know who these characters are, let's uh, let's see if you guys can make a case for them. Jackie, tell us a little bit about Avalanche. All right, so. Don't let this description scare you. Mm. But Avalanche is a, um, well, I mean, I guess you'd call them an eco-terrorist group. Oh. fighting. Oh. Against so they've got that going for them. <laughs> nice, nice. But they're fighting against this Which evil nice. capitalist company called Shinra, who is destroying the planet. And when the 
normal ways of trying to fix these do not work. They take things into their own hands to help save the world. Or hand. Or hand, depending. Once a hand, once a gun. You know, that's that's cool. So, uh, led by Cloud and featuring um, an anthropomorphic... Talking, lab rat dog. Uh, like, like a lab rat dog, a cat riding on a big moogle, uh, an, an ancient uh, wizard, a street savvy fighter, a uh, a pilot, and uh, a, a ninja and a vampire. Right? Yeah, it's pretty I've, much that wraps I've it up very nicely. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're all delightful. Avalanche, avalanche, it is stopping the uh, ecological destruction of the world and eventually saving the world from destruction. We're um, gonna save the world. Yeah. What about the Bad Batch? Steven, what do you know? So the Bad Batch are a group of clone troopers from the clones in the Clone Wars era of Star Wars, but they are called the Bad Batch because they were the Bad Batch of clones, meaning they did not all look and sound exactly the same as the rest of the clones in the clone army. They were all kind of like, not a mutated, but they were an offshoot. Uh, They all looked different. They sounded a little different, but they each had their own specific set of skills. One was the muscle. One was like a strategic genius. One was a master. uh, One was like a master, like sharpshooter, but they all had their own unique talents and had to go on their own specific missions because they were so unique. And they end up, uh, turning a, a good after Order sixty six, and they weren't affected by Order sixty six, um, because of their difference in their their cloning abilities. But because everyone else looked down on them because they were different, they were able to use it as a strength to come together and do good. I think in some way we're all bad batchers. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Great way to put it. Cl- unique is not necessarily a word you would usually hear in clone troopers, right? So, yeah. uh, and they they were introduced in Clone Wars season seven yes. and then kind of an offshoot in their own show. So, yeah. uh, you can vote. Where can they uh, Where can they go vote for the Bad Batch or Avalanche, Neff? They can go to our Facebook group, the Nerd of God Squad. You can vote uh, for who you think should be the best thing, thing ever. ever. Feels like a little bit of a of an advantage, maybe, to Avalanche that I'm playing music from Final Fantasy. I was Fantasy gonna say, yeah. Right now, you just part. won the battle. There you go. Uh, so hopefully, but will uh, they win the war? But will they? Yes. Will they? These are the real questions that people want to know. Um, I have been wondering mm-hmm. what's going on in the world, what's new, and when I need to know what's new in the world, <laughs> there's only one place I look. Fairly unbalanced, it is time for the Neff News. Got it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Candy Corn. Candy Corn. When candles look yummy, put these in your tummy. You sicko. And here is your news in nerd culture this week. In streaming news, the announced Disney Plus series Daredevil Born Again has been stripped of its writers and is now set to undergo extensive reshoots. Whoa. Leaving fans concerned over the booking blight of the blind Batman. Do you think it's gonna be good? <laughs> no, no, bad? good, good. Get it right. Give me a good <laughs> Disney Plus show and do it right on my guy Daredevil. Mm. I sat down with one such fan to talk about their thoughts on the matter, and by sat down, I mean I am conducting the interview right now. Tony. Oh my yes. gosh! <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Oh my pleasure. It's great to be here. Longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> how how does this news about your beloved Daredevil make you feel? Sad. 
angry, betrayed, nauseous, bewildered, gassy. <laughs> it's a, it's a, only always. I, Daredevil's such a great character, and and I, I think that he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And when they finally found kind of the groove and, and some mainstream acceptance in the Netflix show, um, it, it it was it was great to see someone that I loved kind of pushed into the main Marvel universe acceptance. And hearing at, at a time when we all believed that that Marvel could do no wrong, that he was going to be coming with the Netflix cast to Disney Plus, it was just a wonderful time of excitement for the potential that the future might hold. However, since that time, we have had to endure such slop as Secret Invasion and Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, sorry Jackie, and uh, and so many other l l average and below average uh, televised franchises that I did, I, I think, caution was was definitely warranted. So hearing that they're going to pause, they're going to go back, that leadership is taking a look of, are we delivering uh, a glut of content or are we de de delivering quality content? Um, you can take as much time as you need. Get it right. Well, it really seems like you're uh, turning a blind eye to all this, but that's on brand with the character. No, that's good. That's Cause good. Because he's blind. I, no, I, I completely get it. He doesn't see. He is. He what? has no vision. What? Neither does Wanda. Dang! Oh. 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 Oh, too soon. In comic book news, Marvel announced this week that it is rebooting the Ultimates universe. Yeah, baby. An alternate universe with differing origins and timelines from the main Marvel Universe 616. This run of new Ultimate Comics will be run by visionary writer Jonathan Hickman and is set to start print next month. Cool. A shame they missed out on the title, Two Ultimate, Two Universe. <laughs> the Ultimate Universe, Tokyo Drift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just Ultimate. A lot There's of people might not remember, Miles Morales came from Ultimate yeah. Universe. Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. That's right. Finally, in gaming news, it was revealed that longtime voice actor Charles Martinet will not be voicing the iconic character Mario Mario in the new Super Mario Brothers Wonder Game. Titular character will instead be played by Genshin Impact actor Kevin Afghani. This is the first time Mario Mario will be played by someone else in a video game in decades. Martinet was also replaced by Chris Pratt as Mario Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, the question has been raised. Uh, why do you keep saying Mario twice? Because it's Mario's the Mario Brothers. Last name. His, wait, his name is Mario. Yeah, there's three yeah. Marios. There's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah. I'm so mad that you just quoted the Bob Hoskins. <laughs> that is John literally Leguizamo, my favorite line from that Super movie. Super Mario Brothers. Well, they call the Mario Brothers. Yeah. Why would they be called the Mario Brothers if only one of them was named Mario? That's right. true. No, I, I get it. I knew, but the question was know? raised. Point him out. <laughs> point him out. It was you. Was it you? It was you the whole time. Neff. Was it you? <laughs> and this has been Nep News. I'm here today and a blessed tomorrow. Thank you so much for that very informative journey into pop culture and topical things. Uh, we are ready to uh, get into our talk tonight, and once again, uh, if you have forgotten or you just joined in because you like to listen to podcasts from the halfway point on, which probably is smart in this show, uh, it is spoopy season. <laughs> Spooky and scary like a werewolf. <laughs> and uh, to get us started tonight with our spoopy season fun, we are going to be playing a little bit of a game. So hopefully you guys have your boards that are in front of I you do. there. Oh, just okay. Steven's gonna just throw that everywhere. So You're not playing, Tony. Uh, no, I have the, the, the questions host. in front of me. It so would be right. <laughs> I since I know the answers, Tony has a perfect score every time. 
Um, all right, so tonight our game is called the Spirit Halloween Costume Catalog. Ugh. Oh yeah. no! Spooky. I know. It's okay. So, uh, Spirit Halloween is the store that takes over the empty corpses of other stores. <laughs> <laughs> if you have seen a a Toys R Us or a Circuit City in your town, it is probably now <laughs> occupied by plastic skeletons and uh, and and rubber ghost masks. And um, we so the Spirit Halloween will sell all these different costumes, but sometimes they sell costumes that are. Designed to look like popular characters, but characters that Spirit Halloween did maybe not get the lights, the license to create. Oh, wow. So they they put on the little plastic bag card with all the contents of the uh, of the costume a description to let you know exactly what the costume is supposed to be, but right. it's not exactly what you might have expected to call it. So I'm going to give you the Spirit Halloween costume catalog description um, that I made up. For this game, it oh. is not actually uh, the, the one from the, from their their catalog, but um, I made it up. And uh, based on the description only, you guys see if you can write down and and hold your board in such a way that other people can't copy your answers. Neff, um, <laughs> hold your board in such a way that you can write it write your answer. Write them quickly because you only have a few seconds for each one. We got a lot to get through here, and here we go. Costume number one is electric mouse. Give you three. Two, I think I spelled it right. One, Wait. and um, we'll know. start with okay. Pencils down, and Steven? Pikachu. All right, Neff. Oh, the Flash. All right, what? I don't know an electric mice man. Okay, Liz. Pikachu. Jackie. Pikachu. I had nothing. Nothing, and Liz Motti. I put DJ guy because isn't there a DJ that he's like an electric dead mouse? Ma- oh, dead dead mouse. mouse five. That's that's it. dead mouse. Very good. These are all good answers. The correct answer, good answer was Pikachu. So if you got a point, go ahead and mark that on your board, and we're going to keep going. So Pikachu was the correct answer. I also thought of Dead Mouse too, Lisa. All right. Well, you're, you're very smart. Shut up. All right. Groovy 60s Spy. Groovy 60s Spy. Neff, what's your answer? Jimmy Bond from the Casino Royale parody movie from the 60s. Jimmy Bond is, is a good answer. Liz? I panicked. Uh-huh. I put Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Jackie. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Lisa Mati. Austin Powers. And Steven. I wrote James Bond and then changed it to Austin Powers. Uh, and I forgot that Nick has a board. Nick. <laughs> what did you say? I, I, I didn't get it. All right. Did you get how'd, you do on, how'd you do on the electric mouse, Nick? I didn't get that one. All right, okay. So keep, keep your own scores. Austin Powers was the correct answer, baby. It was the groovy that really made me feel. Groovy, baby. All right. Question number three. Insane clown psychiatrist. Insane clown psychiatrist. Clown a, I'm seeing knowing nods from our studio audience here. Pencils down. Liz. Harley Quinn. Jackie. Harley Quinn. Liz Mati. I didn't put anything. Steven. Harley Quinn. Neff. Shaggy Too Dope. <laughs> and Nick. I didn't get that one. All right. It was Harley Quinn. Great job, guys. Um, all right. Uh, adolescent radioactive shelled amphibian. Jackie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, and a half a point at bonus for singing it. Liz Mati. Nope, you can't. You don't get the extra half point. It's I already been done. Teenage Mutant and just put NT. <laughs> teenage Mutant NTs, uh, which was my favorite. Uh, my favorite. Uh, my favorite Teenage Mutant after Teenage Mutant XP and Teenage Mutant 3.1. And Teenage, um, and teenage Mutant 7. Steven? Uh, TMNT. Neff. Street Sharks. And Nick. I don't think Neff is playing. <laughs> What'd you oh. say? 
I said Teenage Mutant. You got Liz, it. You right. didn't, it ask, you didn't ask me. Oh, Liz. TMNT. Okay. <laughs> it was Battletoads. It was Battletoads the whole time. Um, <laughs> all right. Amber's former favorite privateer. Key? Amber. Amber's former favorite that privateer. That doesn't mean anything. It definitely does. Liz Mati, what's your guess? I left it blank. All right, Steven. Captain Jack. Neff. Aquaman. <laughs> Very good. Aquaman. Liz? Indiana Jones? Jackie? Captain Jack. And Nick? I didn't get it. It was Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> Amber Heard's yeah. former oh, favorite privateer. It's Nick going, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> For all of them. <laughs> We're going to mark that, save that as a drop. Just Nick going, I don't know. It's, that was, it wasn't the, the lack of knowledge. It was the resignation that came. Uh, I didn't get it. Yeah. All right. The perfect pink plastic protagonist. Pencils down. Steven. Barbie. Neff. Bratz. <laughs> Liz. Barbie. Jackie. Barbie. And Liz Marty. Barbie. Nick. Barbie. You got it. Barbie it is. I'm proud of you, Nick. The premature, yes. <laughs> prematurely bald schoolboy dog owner. In three. That is not two. enough time. I got it. I mean, you know or you don't. Mm. Are you gonna like you gonna think about it, pray about it? Give you a second. You better come up with a good answer though, even if it's wrong. I want I want to be entertained. Neff, what you got? Doug. Doug. Liz. I was gonna put Jimmy Neutron, but he's not bald. He no, is he not bald. Neither he is has Doug. been bald. Jackie. <laughs> Nothing. Bald. Nothing. Liz Mati. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Aww. Stevens or Charles Brown. And Nick. No, no. Charlie Brown is the correct That's answer. I would argue one. that Doug has as much hair on his head as Charlie Brown does. No, it's I just it's, I Charlie Brown just has that like, one little pretzel on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> one a couple little of little tufts in the back. So does Doug. Um, no, he, has he has like he has, he has like, a hairline. He it's has just, like three lines on his head. Yeah, that's supposed to be like short, like a buzz cut. All right, snim, uh, snim, <laughs> snim, you guys. That's that's your only clue. It's just <laughs> snim. <laughs> oh, it's the Sims. It's me, Snim. <laughs> Slim Jim, snapping wrestler. Slim Jim Snappin' Wrestler. I don't know what that means. I feel like I do know it, but I don't. There's a wrestler snapping Slim Jim. Would all of us be aware enough to know this answer? I don't I know. I think so. I, I think so, but I don't know. I don't know how you how you live your life. All right. <laughs> and Liz. I put Nacho Libre. <laughs> You're very close. Oh, Jackie? That's really sweet. Mike's going to be disappointed in me, but no. I don't know. Liz Mati? I just put The Rock. The Rock, so close. <laughs> Steven? Macho Man Randy Savage. I've got you for three minutes of playtime. Nick? Randy Savage. And Neff? Hulk Hogan. That's right. It was Macho Man Randy Savage. Need a little excitement? Snap into a Slim Jim. Um, all right. <clears throat> Tiny Fish Girl. Pencils down. Jackie? Lil Mermaid. Lil Mermaid? Liz Lil Mermaid. Steven. Lil Mermaid. Neff. Mira. <laughs> no. Liz. Ariel. Lil Mermaid. I'll, t- I'll take it. And uh, Nick. I didn't get it, but I put down Darla. Darla. Nemo. <laughs> Darla. You know what? Oh, oh, Darla. I feel like that deserves Shay. half a point. No, not at Spirit Halloween. You make me vomit. <laughs> All right. The chromatically named Australian dog. Liz Marty. Louie. Steven. Oh, I didn't get that one. <laughs> Neff. Astro Jetson. You got it. Liz. Dog meat. Dog meat. Uh-huh. And Jackie. Bluey. Nick. I didn't get it. Bluey is correct. I forgot that Bluey was Australian. All right. Gothic midweek miss. Nick, we're going to let you go first. Wednesday. 
Steven? Wednesday Adams. Neff. Thor. <laughs> Thursday. Liz. Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. Jaggy. Wednesday Adams. And Wednesday. You got it. The scarred, spectacled sorcery student. <laughs> you guys can all just say it if you know what it is. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, wizard Harry. Harry Potter. Dark man. The Dalmatian dressed diva. Is that uh, Decrella Deville? Well, I didn't give you an invitation to yep. just say that one out loud, but yes, it oh, was. I, I thought we were saying that. it out loud. No, just that clarify. last one. Just the one. Just the one. Okay, so no more saying it no out loud. No more saying it out loud. I'm counting that one. I, I, I am too. I, I don't know why. I went a little hard on, like, I, I got, like, a lot of these things, so, like, we're going to be playing this for another 45 minutes. That's fine. Uh, the absorbent equilateral sea creature with matching trousers. Liz. Is this SpongeBob? Jackie. It's a mermaid man and barnacle boy. Ah, Liz Bobby. SpongeBob. Steven. Absorbent in yellow and yell on the ports. I see it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Nick. SpongeBob. And Neff. Chad Z, mascot for the cheese. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it was SpongeBob SquarePants because squares are equilaterals, right? Um, the fluffy, sweet, edible sailor. What? Fluffy, sweet, edible sailor. The fluffy, sweet, mm-hmm. edible sailor. sailor. Mm-hmm. Steven. I know I got this wrong and it's wrote Captain Crunch. Uh, Neff. Uh, I wrote Jeffrey Rush. Okay. Liz. <laughs> Nada. Okay. Jackie. The State Puff Marshmallow Man. Liz Mari. Uh, Nothing. It was the Nick. Nothing. State Puff Marshmallow Man <laughs> was correct. That's a good one. Where's that from? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ah. All right. You guys can just uh, say this one out loud. Taylor's football friend. Why is Travis that one Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Um, all right. Everybody else is like, Steven said it, and everybody's like, Travis <laughs> Pencils, pencils up. Here we go. Alexa murder doll. What? Alexa murder doll. Alexa murder doll. Yeah, the, somebody's listening to this podcast right now, and their Amazon okay. Echo is going nuts. I think I know this one. The Alexa Alexa murder doll. And here we go. Jackie. Is it Megan? Liz Motti? Annabelle. I put Megan as well. Neff? I, Chucky. I know nothing about Meg. Megan. I have Megan. I it is Megan. It oh, okay. is? I put yeah. Chucky, I, too. I literally oh. have never seen Megan. I just... I was Same. Like, I know no, nothing I about haven't it. Seen it. I didn't either, understand Alexa Murder Doll. Because it's, it's, it's like an AI yeah. murder doll. It's like, a, a, like a, a virtual friend. Um, American football manager in London. In London. American football manager in London. At a luncheon. American football manager <laughs> at a luncheon in London. Ted Lasso. Steven. Ted Lasso. Neff. Tom Brady. Liz. I put Ted. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I'll allow it. No, you nope. You misspelled Ted, so no. T E D D. No, there's only it's one nice. D. Just Ted the one. Lasso. I'm counting it. I'm counting it. Jaggy. Ted Lasso. And Nick. Ted Lasso. You got it. All right. Um, <clears throat> unfunny, superpowered green girl lawyer. <laughs> Unfunny, superpowered green girl lawyer. That's mean. And three, funny. two, one. Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> no point awarded. Liz Motti. She Hulk. Steven? Unfortunately, She Hulk. Neff? Jessica Cruz. What? Uh, hey, hold on a second. He's technically not wrong. It's not what you're looking for. Jessica Cruz is a Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Liz. She-Hulk. Nick. She-Hulk. 
Sorry, Jackie. Jackie, you are giving me a death stare. Continue. All right. Afroid painting instructor. <gasps> Afroid painting instructor. Everybody knew this immediately. Oh. And three, hmm. two, one. Neff. Stretch from NBA Street. Mm-hmm. Liz? Bob, Bob Ross. Jackie? Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, Liz? Liz Bob Body? Ross. Bob Ross? Bob Ross. Steven? Pass. No, Bob Ross. And Nick? Bob Ross. Bob Ross is correction. Unmentionable Rat Man. The Unmentionable Rat Man? Mm-hmm. And three, two... One. Jackie? Nothing. No? Liz Monty. Nothing. Liz? I put Rocket. Neff? I put Splinter. Nick? Nothing. I'm pretty Steven? sure I got it wrong. I also put Master Splinter. No, I was looking for Bruno. Oh, Bruno. I, from, uh, from, we don't talk oh, about Bruno. Bruno. I forgot. Everybody wow. get one point for not talking about Bruno. Good job, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that was a trick I'll take question. It. Oh, ah. how, how many more of these are there? Nineteen. Right, I'm do. gonna I'm gonna keep keep go, keep going until you get happy again. <laughs> oh, that's never gonna happen. Uh, all right, <laughs> famished tribute. What? Oh. We've, we've only got two left. I know. Two left after this. Famished tribute. All right. This isn't a. How does this wouldn't be a costume? Stephen, Katniss Everdeen, Nick, Katniss or Peta, Liz. Oh, I put Hunger Games. Liz Motti. That's also what I put. Jackie. I couldn't think of their name, so I put nothing down. Okay, and Neff. Pepsi Man. <laughs> it is Pepsi Man. That's correct. <laughs> uh, it was Katniss Everdeen because she volunteered as tribute. I'm yes. getting that point. Yeah. What? No, no, you, you, no you, I don't, you don't get a point for a franchise movie. for a no. character. She was in the movie. That, that doesn't matter. He gets a, could, could have been Rue. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Were, they were, you they you were, have to also erase your point. They were all hungry. <laughs> could have been Not all of them. She was the tribute. <laughs> she was the tribute. Snow. All right, two more. Give me half of it. <laughs> She's keeping half the point. A trans tractor trailer. Wow. What? Trans tractor trailer. Liz was writing with some level of confidence. What do you got? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is correct. Jackie? Mm, nothing. Lismati? Nothing. Neff? Put Mac from Cars. <laughs> I honestly did think about Mac from Cars, so He's an let's icon. be real. Really? Steven? Optimus Prime. Nick? I didn't get it. Uh, it was Optimus Prime because he's a Transformer, you guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our final, final uh, clue here on the Spirit Halloween uh, catalog is a gruff father figure responsible for protecting a powerful orphan child. That's so rude. A gruff father figure responsible for protecting a powerful orphan child. Give you guys three, two... You get one answer. One answer only. One and Liz. Joel. <laughs> Jackie. Pedro Pascal. Um, Liz Motti. I put the guy from Stranger Things. Neff. It's Pedro Pascal. Steven. Pe Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Nick. I didn't get this one. It was the Mandalorian. You guys were all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Pedro Pascal was the answer I was looking for, but I will we, also accept Joel. Well, that was his or, character. Or the Mandalorian. Well, he also did the same thing in uh, It's the same exact. Same exact. Ah, all right, add up joke. your scores, everybody. Let me know how we did.
I got two. And hope you guys at home are. Uh, yeah, because you barely, you didn't really play. So oh. Neff was with me when I I kind of beta tested this game. Uh, so he yeah. was intentionally not playing because he uh, okay. he had an unfair advantage, yeah. which that I was, that was fun. I respect and appreciate. You kept it fun. I, I, I wasn't frustrated because I just figured you were just having fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So what's our scores, Liz? I got fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half, Jackie. She got Seventeen she got and a half. Seventeen and a half. Liz Marty got four. She no, she got fourteen. I got fifteen. Oh. Fourteen and a half. Which still fifteen still beats fourteen and a half, but okay. Uh, Steven? call me Taylor Swift because I'm feeling twenty two. And uh, Nick, nice fourteen. All right, Neff, two. <laughs> one of them Acc- accidentally stumbled into Pedro Pascal there. Well, and Bruno. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's uh, th- that is our game tonight, and congratulations, our our winner is um, Jackie. Woo! Thanks. Yeah. Man, I wish I could. Because I'm not going to give Stephen the 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 satisfaction. Why would you? Why Why would I? Uh, well, let's get into it tonight. We're talking about spoopy season and um, so scary stuff, man. It's it is out there, and I don't like scary movies. I'm Same. just I'm just going to put that out there. Hmm. It is not my jam. It does not make me happy. And for some reason, I'm watching a show. I want to watch Star Trek. I just want to watch Star Trek, Nicholas. Yes, there's a lot of good Star Trek. Right and now. I'm putting Star Trek on, and the the little advertisement preview that comes on before it. It's like the Exorcist has a movie, and you're going to watch 45 seconds of it. And I don't want to. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I have the. Premium. <laughs> <Paranormal> <laughs> so I don't to have avoid ads. that precise problem. It's like it's like I don't want I don't want to to watch. so I'll turn on my television and I have like my default like smart TV has kind of like here's your here's your menu with all of your different streaming options and then they show like these little banner previews and stuff and and because it's this month I've got to look at like the, I turn on my TV the other day and you know who's staring at me on my television the the nun and I'm just, I don't want to watch that I don't want that in my house I don't want that looking at me the nun. Or the nun too, or the nun. Any of them. I don't want any number of. You want none of the nun. <laughs> you, want none. You, you accidentally own the nun too. Oh, my dad. My dad sent me a digital. Co- he used to send me. He'd buy movies and he'd send me digital codes, and he'd just be like, "Oh, here, just add these," because he doesn't know how to use digital stuff. So I would just like put them in my little device, and it was like, "Boop!" You now own the nun. I'm like, well, how do I delete a movie from my library? You can't. Great. Uh, Great. So now I have the nun right there between like a kid in King Arthur's court <laughs> and the live action Aladdin. I have the, <laughs> the nun. Um, so th- there's a lot of scary stuff in media, scary video games, uh, scary yeah. movies, scary mm-hmm. TV shows. That it, it's, a, it's a big thing that theme parks have um, you know, big business. In, in these, you know, it just, and we live in the world of theme parks. So mm-hmm. every single, it, it's like, I'm not even, I didn't even know this place was a theme park, but in October I do because they want me to go down there and be scared. Um, they're going to scare me at SeaWorld. They're going to scare me at Bush Gardens. They're going to try to scare me at Universal. Try, try, try to not so scary scare me at Disney World. There's you a get candy at that one. I don't even know. Like, a, there's a place called Pet, Petrified Forest, and it's like, they're going to try to scare me too. I don't even know yeah. what the crap, man. I don't want to be scared. It ain't my, ain't my love language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't want to talk specifically tonight, though, about horror movies. I don't want to talk about, like, things... Uh, from from that genre necessarily because we could go on all night talking about like maybe you find it scary maybe you don't find it scary do you do you guys have a threshold for for scary movies and that kind of stuff yes yeah Barney's the threshold I like scary Barney movies. Is <laughs> <laughs> same I like scary movies up to a point like I won't touch any demonic movies like the yeah. nun or like the Exorcist movie coming out I don't like those kind of movies at all I don't want to invite that anywhere near me. But I, I kind of like the feeling of being, like, shocked and scared by th- some things. It's just kind of exciting. And all those things I know are just movies, so I'm not, like, 
frightened, like actually frightened by them. And like when I was a kid, yeah, sure. I got scared of things because it was like, oh, the boogeyman's coming. But like now as an adult, I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. Now, I, I will say it, they're not even necessarily considered scary movies, but my threshold is uh, movies like A Quiet Place or mm. Bird Box. Like though I have watched them and I'm like, nope, I'm I really wish I didn't watch that because mm. that just makes me feel uneasy. It's like, like I'm not. Yeah, I don't even like thrillers like it's a thriller night. <laughs> so, so so why? What what do you mean by uneasy? Just, I think for me with certain ones, like specifically with those two movies that I named, you've got like the end of the world aspect for it. And there is the deeply rooted fear for me. Like if I'm going to have a nightmare, my nightmare is going to be about the world ending and me mm. being separated from my family and my loved ones mm. and not being able to get to them. And that is a huge fear of mine that like I know isn't going to happen, but like, dang, that is a scary thought. Liz, you're, you you said you like scary things. Yeah. I uh, grew up, um, me and my dad, we used to watch scary movies together. I was way too young to be watching those, <laughs> but it was a fun time with me and him. But I want to say, like, I love scary movies. I do not think Bird Box is scary at all. I don't think The Quiet Place is scary. I don't think a lot of things are scary, but I will stop. What's it like being a soulless monster? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But I will stop at what Neff said. Anything that has to be, has to do with like demon possession and like, um, re like anyone possessed. Like I did watch Insidious, and I think I like I love Insidious, and I love the Amityville horror. I love that. But when it comes to we're gonna play with the Ouija board, and we're going to well, like. So, so what's the difference? What, what's the difference between? I, and I don't know that I know what Insidious uh, is. It's a PG thirteen horror series about um, this family who uh, their son is a like I guess he astral projects. Yeah, he astral projects. So, so what's the further. difference then? Is it is it the the causative like the initiative of like we are going to engage with these things as opposed to those things just? I mean, because because when I'm thinking, boy, bad things. Uh, and, and I see someone, you know, summoning a demon with a Ouija board or, you know, by playing role playing games or something like that. Uh, and then I flip that over to no, well, we don't know how it got here, but the walls are bleeding, you know, and you know, like to me, I don't I can't de delineate between those things. It has I don't think it has anything to do with Satan and things like that. And Amityville Horror has to do with a haunted house because a spirit, you know, the guy killed because of the evil spirit. I don't think that's that bad because it's like a ghost. But when it comes to like things that can happen in real life, like a Ouija board, you can buy that and you can actually play with that. And that I don't like that when it comes to demon possession. And, you know, when I see an upside down cross, that is the end of it. I don't like that. Like, it's just I don't know. It's just like if it gets too real, that's when it's like, OK, adios. I, again, I still I don't see I don't see the di the difference. Like I, I like I think that we start getting into problems. And again, I don't I don't want to like dive too deep into like movie cultural sort of thing. But I think we get into problems when we start assigning preferential gradation to what's okay and what's not okay. Like it, I, it's it's tough. Like for instance, you wouldn't say, "Hey, we're going to get into a Ouija board," but why? Why? I mean, you can buy those things, but why? Give me, tell me why that's not okay. Are you asking me? I, I am. The question is, or, or anybody, why, like, why not get into the with the Ouija yeah, board? Yeah, why, why would you draw a line there? So, 
I'm gonna get really personal. When I was 15, um, my neighborhood kids, my neighborhood friends at the time, um, they wanted to play with the Ouija board, and um, I did not want to play with it because I I knew it was bad. But a friend of mine was starting to play with it, and like after they played with it, and they apparently they summoned someone. I don't even know. I wasn't there, but a friend of mine like. She like went downhill mentally after that and like she even to this day she's still like unwell and I think like I always think back like I don't think ever since that night she has been the same and like I guess it, it hits home and I don't like it so uh, and thank you for sharing that um, I'm sorry that was, that that was your experience what but but I, I kind of open the question maybe then to everybody as as believers why is that particular act or that particular uh commission something that should be a red flag for Christians. I, I think it's the, and this could go not just for like this stuff, but for we could probably shine a mirror into our lives and pick apart the things that we like and, and still have the same uh, conviction. But like when you have something like that specifically, it's almost like you're trying to invite something mm-hmm. that is not of God mm-hmm. and almost anti-God in there. So like the idea of the Ouija board, even if there's literally nothing demonic behind it, the idea that there is the connection there mm-hmm. um, that you can make or somebody can make there, you have you're given the the opening for something to happen. Yeah, whether that yeah. whether it. that is like legitimately demonic or just if you're trying to invite that in for some kind of thrill or something like that, it's you're giving access. You're opening a door. Yeah. But you don't want to be opened. Okay. Why? Why? Why is? Uh, and again, I'm not trying to keep. I'm not being an incessant here. But mm-hmm. I'm. But why is that something that Christians should avoid? Not obviously doing, but watching, spectating, and, and deriving entertainment from. So when I was young, my mom and also our church used to always talk about how be careful what you watch because depending on what you watch, it can open like pretty much spiritual doors and you can invite things in so our mom I don't even know if this is true but my mom she was very she was you know regular scary movies like a haunted house or you know saw things like that was already treading waters but when it comes to anything that has to do with demon possession and Ouija boards and Blair Witch and stuff like that she was like okay no that's not that kind of negativity and energy and that those spirits are not going to be in our house so I guess like that like I take that home with me like I take that advice and I don't partake in that so is the, what's the biblical basis then what's what's the biblical foundation besides mama said to saying this is something that a Christian ought not engage with I mean the Bible does say you know flee from the very appearance of evil not necessarily evil itself but even something that could look like evil um, but where my mind is going is in Philippians where, you know, it says that, you know, think about whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, like think about those things, like mm-hmm. have your mind be on that because that is going to, be, it's more Christ-like. So when you're thinking about the opposite of that, you're not engaging with what God wants us to engage in. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Okay. And God also didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of strength, power, sound mind. Sure. So like trying not to invite those kinds of things in. So then, then my problem, and I, I'm just going to kind of keep unfolding this little origami uh, demon here, 
is if if we are to focus on life-giving things, you know, whatever's good, whatever's lovely, if we haven't been given a spirit of fear, why do we find ourselves as consumers pursuant of a spirit of fear? Why, why do we sit there and say, you know what, if God is all about life, if he's all about love, if he's all about, uh, you know, joy and peace, why then do we seek out things of, of death and and pain and and torment and fear why do we become consumers of those things and then we create gradations we create these weird man-made rules of just like oh well i'm not going to mess with that because that's demony but what if it's all demony uh what if dark stuff what if demon stuff what if anti-christian stuff is is what it is uh, across the board and we're the ones saying no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess with this but that's fine that's just good fun and I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, forgive the term, devil's advocate here. I'm asking a question of like, if, if God really does want us to focus on life-giving things, on, on peace, on the things that he gives, the things that he specifically promises, and then we seek out entertainment in the name of entertainment, in the name of amusement, things that are the antithesis of that, then have we just become the judge of whatever is good and whatever is acceptable instead of letting God be the judge of that? I think that's exactly what yes. we're doing. And, and I'm, this isn't even the conversation I wanted to have. Like, this is just maybe yeah. like the, the, the stop, the, the rest stop on the way there. Because if, 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 if that's what we're doing, then we can sit there and say, well, I've decided that this is fine. And because because really, if we're going to use that metric of like There's the biblical thing, then we have to start getting really, really real of, well, well, and this is an argument that's been made. Well, why is Harry Potter OK? Like, why is it? Because it's because because witchcraft is pretty explicitly condemned in the Bible. Why is it like, okay, because it's kids, because it's something we grew up with, because it's good, clean fun, because it's whatever. And if that's the, the case, if we get if we're going to shoot down wizards there, then do we keep unfolding and say, well, well, you know, obviously Hogwarts is fine, is not not OK, but the Lord of the Rings is OK. You know, like and mm -hmm. I'm not, and then we just keep this thing going. And pretty soon it's just going to be us watching VeggieTales because that's all that we have left. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, I think that there's there there's a problem with the the preferential of do, do you you never watched you're not allowed to watch scary movies when I was a child I was you, not. you watch scary movies now no I don't like scary things I don't like scary things either right I don't like the feeling of fear like there's no temptation for me or mm -hmm. for like that yeah. to, to me I, I I don't want it I don't I don't I don't covet it I, but if I did. If I did find it exciting and titillating, then I would probably feel tempted to say, well, you know, it, this is probably fine. Mm -hmm. It's probably okay. It's mostly okay. It ain't hurting anybody. But maybe, 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 maybe I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, don't I feel know. like people try to justify the things that they're into. Like, this is my thing, so I'm going to justify that um, to make themselves feel better when I think ultimately there is, is some conviction there. Um which I think most you can do that about most things that people are into, whether it's something scary or something not scary. Sure. Um, but I think a lot of it's just pride. People don't want to admit when they're wrong. People want to keep doing what they what they want to do because this is my thing. This is what I want. You feel to attacked do. right now, Liz? Because I think Steven's coming at you. No. I'm just listening. No, that had nothing to do with Liz. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. I'm, I'm just teasing. I was but, actually, I had something else in mind, but yeah, nothing to no, do with and, Liz. No, and going back, like it probably, it, 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 we don't like getting people having calling our uh, calling us out for our stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. is this conversation was about violence instead of you know instead of like fear, then we would then, then a whole different side of the table might feel convicted over the things that they watch and that they football. allow, right? <laughs> you know, football, right? But but the things that that the movies that are like, I'll, I'll watch this movie. Uh, if it was about foul language instead of th then then we go oh well let's go through our Spotify playlist or let's go through and now and now we've got a whole different selection of convictions that we're battling Liz is just like check 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 I'm going to hell it's oh my gosh. <laughs>
I, I just I think that there's a there's a compulsion for us as believers to continually seek out what pleases God and continually reject what doesn't please God. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard process because we find a place where we get comfortable and we say, I'm camping here. This is this is where I'm going to live. And uh, none of our stories are meant to stop in the middle of our stories. Um, but aside from entertainment, let's talk in the real world right now. There is uh, a lot of things going on on the planet Earth today mm -hmm. that I think could really give us uh, bad dreams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, with, in, our, in our nation, uh, there's, there's problematic situations. Uh, but around the world right now, uh, you know, we've we've seen uh, over the past week and some change uh, this horrifying situation that's taking place in in uh, between Israel and uh, and Hamas, and people are actually dying. Mm -hmm. This isn't you know hockey mask wielding uh, knife wielding maniacs coming after anybody. This isn't somebody attacking someone in their dreams or uh, you know the the walls bleeding demon aliens bursting out of people's chests or anything like that. This is. Uh, real life terror, real life fear, real life horror, and with the uncertainty that kind of comes with that, uh, that's that's a real world nightmare. And uh, I don't know if you guys watch these things. You you've seen what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, has any of this provoked a feeling? Uh, I mean, certainly maybe sympathy or you know sadness. Uh, but has any of this kind of topical current event sort of thing sparked? Uh, a feeling of fear in you? Uh, um, not necessarily fear, but just a little bit of worry of if things escalate more and more and more, what can that do for the entirety of the world? There was a big thing uh, Friday of, of last week. There was there was threats um, that something was going to happen even uh, on U.S. soil. You know, these, oh, yeah. these terrorists were saying, you know, and, and you, you start watching. I was really, really nervous. I'm like, no, I think the Jonas Brothers concert is probably going to be safe. But Lismati went to a Jonas Brothers concert. Like, what happens if somebody, you know, dirty bombs an arena with a bunch of people? Like, like, like nobody, the, the, uh, the illusion of safety, I'm not a combatant. I'm not in the army. I'm mm -hmm. not an, in a war somewhere. I'm just a young person who went to a place to listen to music and have some fun with my friends. And we've seen live on television terrorists raining down from the sky and s slaughtering people, shooting them, killing them, dragging them off and, and, and kidnapping them. Like, that's terrifying, right? And and, and with these, the, these threats that were even happening, which I, to my knowledge, nothing uh, occurred on, on our side of the world. Uh, but But that's... That's real life fear. That's real life situation when when you live in the uncertainty of when the illusion of safety is is no longer something we can take for granted. Mm -hmm. That does create fear. And for them, for the enemy, you know the the, the people that want to bring an assault on on a way of life that they find offensive, fear is a weapon. It's that is a that's why they're called terrorists, right? Because they want to bring terror. They want to use terror as a weapon to subdue their enemies and to get their way. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever felt like fear in your life of of situations like that? Yeah, I think that um, I don't know why I am this way or like I've always been this way, but like. I have, and actually, I do. I, I think I trace it back to growing up in a very old fashioned Pentecostal church where, like, the gospel, like, 
ministry of the gospel was done through fear tactic mm -hmm. you know through okay. like um we're not gonna focus so much on the idea of eternity in the light of you know god gave a son for you because he loves you and there's grace and there's forgiveness and there's love it was more of a you know god is this god that if you don't serve him right and mm -hmm. you know you're gonna go to hell so get your act together because jesus is coming tomorrow and if you're not doing the right things right this second tomorrow mm -hmm. when you, i remember having a conversation i was like third grade third grade and i had this like little panic i don't know what was happening in the world that day but i very vividly remember having this panic attack third grade me eight years old is going to my parents room crying hysterical because i was very convinced for whatever reason that jesus was going to be coming that day like that night i was scared that it was going to get dark because jesus was coming that night and i thought i wasn't going to go to heaven at eight years old and i think about that memory often at like what was going on like what was it how was i being taught about god that at eight years old i was legitimately convinced that jesus was coming and that my eight-year-old innocent like the probably the cleanest version of me that's ever been was just was there yeah. was no place for me in eternity wow. and um and that is something that i've had to work through extensively in my walk of faith and yeah. it's been a very difficult and ongoing battle of of trying to find myself in a relationship with christ that is not based out of fear out of mm -hmm. god i'm scared of you that's why i love you because i'm scared to not love you and what that would look like mm -hmm. and they're just being rooted in love so tying that back into this because that is a journey that i have constantly been on and still work through even you know as an adult walking out my faith um when these situations happen i have to fight that like traumatic reaction of going mm -hmm. this is that god of wrath that you know that i'm scared of or, or this is you know that those realities they i get unbalanced and so where i find myself is in the anxiety of reminding myself that if i don't understand it if it's devastating and horrible if i can't make sense of it i'm not god i don't ha i don't have the reason the logic or the understanding i understand god's will is greater than my own i understand that god's logic is beyond what i could ever have the capability to understand you know to make sense of so although I don't get the suffering and although I can't control or do anything to combat it, um, I have to believe that that God is good because God is God mm -hmm. and not exist out of fear for myself and not allow my hurt and fear for, for these my brothers and my sisters in the world, right, mm -hmm. that are in the middle of this um, to steer me away from God because I think that's what happens to me. Um, but so yes, I I find myself um, struggling a lot with anxiety when things like this come up because it, it rebirths this sense of uncertainty in me that I am still working on combating, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's a strange place. It's it's I would say it's foreign to me, but I, I don't think it's irrational to have a, a place where I'm afraid so I'm running from God instead of running to God. Right. And that and that is my trauma reaction. And that's something that I it's deeply weighted on my heart is the my instinct is to go. I'm scared of you. So I'm avoidant or I, 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 I try to 
push it out instead of lean towards you. And what I'm working on now in my faith is is really leaning on God and allowing him to take the burden of my of my worry, anxiety for others, for myself, for this world. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not an easy process because that's not what I was trained to do yeah. at a young age. What does that remind you of biblically? Anybody around the table or, or, or at least money? What does that what does that remind you of? I'm afraid I've, uh, you know, of God, so I'm going to run and hide from God. Jonah, Jonah. Jonah. So, or Adam? I, see, to me, I was, I was thinking Adam. Jonah's a fine answer, right? But Jonah mm-hmm. was more re- rebellious against God. Yeah. Adam screwed up. Yeah. And and God had to come like Adam's hiding, hiding from God, right? Um, and 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 of course, God did have a problem <laughs> that mm-hmm. Adam created, right? Adam saw Adam messed up, and but but. Adam was hiding and he was covering himself. He was he he shame mm-hmm. entered into the story, and uh, Adam, God's like, "Why are you wearing him leave, man?" Well, because I'm naked. Who told you you were naked? Who told who told you that? Mm-hmm. And we have this fear of being vulnerable in front of God. Mm-hmm. We have this fear of being seen uh, in our imperfection in front of God. Was God ashamed? Was God embarrassed? No. What was the mm-hmm. thing that God did? God made God made Adam clothes. Mm-hmm. God provided Adam with with something to to clothe him, to protect him, to mm-hmm. shield him, to cover his his pride. And, I, and that's that's I understand why we'd run run from God. I would not want to make God mad. Mm-hmm. I would not. But when I see someone running from God, or I see someone running to God, running to God is always the move. Mm-hmm. And I really I, I'm very proud of you and appreciative that you would recognize that that mm-hmm. that self awareness is really really big. Think about the betrayal uh, of of. Jesus on the same day you have Judas and Peter both deny and betray Jesus right mm-hmm. uh, one runs from God and goes and hangs himself yep. one uh, Peter finds out that Jesus is resurrected what does he do Run. he Run runs to, to the mm-hmm. tomb right so so you, th- there's I think that when I'm afraid uh, I would run to my dad yeah, I would do that. There, were my, there was a hallway, a long hallway between my room and my parents' room. Mm-hmm. And when I was afraid, I would step into that hallway and I would walk through that hallway quick. Yep. I would, woo, like I, the monsters right behind. That's you. what I'm saying. Like, like I was on the the moving walkway at the airport. I'd be like, woo, zoom right in there, and I would run to my dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, hey, I'm 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 scared. Can I can I stay here with you? <laughs> You know, and my dad was saying, "No, go back to bed." <laughs> but, but that's that that should be our natural inclination. Mm-hmm. But when we allow shame to be part of that story, yeah. uh, it, it, it's a difficult, it's a different thing. And and you see, the, the conversation quickly gets forgotten about you know, bleeding walls, demon voices, uh, axe murderers, and stuff like that from our movies and our video games and, and those sort of things. Because in real world, in the real world, there is certainly enough things to be actually afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's terrifying it's it's anxiety inducing um i apply my faith to the media i consume by trying to subscribe to a level of holiness that i think is pleasing to god do i get it all the time heck no <laughs> I, I miss it by a mile mm-hmm. but when it comes to like what can i see so, so uh, this is this is where where i think that it's important that we tie the 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 line between those two things the the fantasy um the, the sort of escapism of I enjoy frightening things versus real life is really frightening too mm-hmm. is that what what happens is when I desensitize myself to things by watching certain movies or playing certain games and stuff um, it, it causes me to not react in the real world with the swiftness and with the sensitivity that I need to mm. 
Because if I just watched a movie with a whole bunch of dead people, a whole bunch of people that got shot up and there's bodies and corpses everywhere, when I see it in real life on the news, when I see it in real life happening around the world, it doesn't quite mean as much. Mm-hmm. When fear is something that I pursue in the real world, when fear is something that I, that wants to lead me to God, what it does is it actually leads me inward because I've conditioned myself to react to fear mm-hmm. in a certain way. There's almost like I don't know a spiritual Pavlovian effect or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want that to ever be my reaction. Yeah, I wouldn't want my son to be afraid and run from me. I would want want him to run to me. Um, again, I, I that, that was that's a really great insight and that that uh, because we have to apply faith to our fear. Mm-hmm. It means believing that God is greater than any thing than the boogeyman. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it. It was in my brain. I didn't want to say it. But seriously though, thinking and remembering and knowing that God is greater than any circumstance, anything that could bring you that fear. God is greater than it and God will bring you through whatever like even if uh, the thing that is giving you fear is a circumstance sure um, God will help you get through that circumstance you you talked a little bit earlier Jackie about the end of the world and that fear that you kind of have in, in that moment yes um, I, I am with you on that too have you guys ever had the dreams about the end of the world I had one yeah. just this past week okay so so what I, I, I'm very fascinated by this what does the end of the world look like in your dream? Like, how does it how does it manifest? Because there's so many different like um, apocalyptic scenarios, right? Mine's always a tsunami. So I've had really? that. I've had because that because I hate beaches. So mm-hmm. mine are always water based. Okay, I have had right. so many tsunami dreams. So you hate beaches? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just didn't know that about you. Uh, mine's an explosion. Like the world just starts like volcanoing all mm-hmm. over the place. Okay. Okay. Wow. The, I the, I'm I'm very interested in this now. Mm-hmm. I've had the tsunami. I've had explosions. Zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then oh, the most one. recent one was like a plane crash. Like not being in the plane, but being on the ground on Conway, seeing the plane and seeing it I've happen. Had a dream like that too. And like scared scared me. Do you feel like um, when you have dreams like that? they're informed by the things that you're exposed to no no Mm-mm. yeah like i don't i don't watch anything spooky before i go to bed because i know that i'll have a dream about it like anything like three or four three or four hours before i go to sleep will probably end up being in my dream uh, yeah i think so i think that happened to me i i think that there's um that the things that we're exposed to tend to overwrite our programming it creeps up in in interesting and uh, maybe not seen ways. Sure, it's those doors we talk about opening. I, and I, there may be a very spiritual component to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when we uh, Stephen, the the when the it, it back in in his high school days, uh, it was the the beginning of the popularity of the sort of zombie um, uh, era where zombies became very very cool and very trendy and things like that. And Stephen would always come in and he'd say, "I had this dream last night, and I had a dream that they built a wall around the church, and there was oh, yeah. a zombie attack everywhere, and me and this guy Chris, uh, we we had to fight them all off, and we had a rope." And we were trying to climb, and he would tell me all these like ridiculously, like overly detailed dreams that he would have, that were informed by things that were from the popular culture. And I, I think that what happens is we have a bias, picturing what the end of the world would have looked like 
2,000 years ago. Biblic the biblical book of Revelation, th that sort of world-ending apocalypse dream, probably would have been very different 2,000 years ago mm -hmm. than it would have been 100 years ago than it is today. Yeah. You know, nobody was thinking zombie apocalypse, The Last of Us, 100 years ago when they were picturing the, the end of the world and the way that this whole thing was going to play out. So I, I think that our... our Fear capacity is overwritten by our cultural bias, right? That like, makes sense. And, and people would say, oh, because like prior to the nuclear, prior to Oppenheimer, right? Uh, prior to the, the fear of, of nuclear threat, people probably had a very different perception of what the world ending would, would be like. And now we have a different idea. Prior to uh, biological warfare, people had maybe a different idea. And now we're a oh, zombie invasion and things like that. You know, we live in a world of uh, the COVID virus, you know, put on my conspiracy theory hat, right? Manufactured in, a, in, in the, the umbrella laboratories in Wuhan, China, right? And, and it spreads across the world and everybody becomes a coughing zombie or something. Uh, all of these things become informed by what we're exposed to. And I think that's really important. Now, Jackie, you talk about, and everybody's kind of shared a little bit, about your fears of the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I have those dreams too. Mm -hmm. And like, like, and it'll, it'll vary for me. A lot of times mine are alien invasion ones, to be yeah. honest Interesting. with you. Yeah, mine vary a lot yeah, too. So, and I, when I was a when I was a kid, you know, I, w I would read alien like UFOlogy magazines, and you know, I would uh, you know all the different. I, I just I was really really interested. In you were that. X Files before X. -Files. I was X Files before X Files. I was like the W Files. Um, so. W comes before X. She gets it. Alphabet humor. Thank you, Phoenicians. Um, and <laughs> the the. Um, the thing is, I used to have these really, really scary dreams when I was a kid about aliens coming mm -hmm. back. Um, and something <laughs> changed along the way. That is maybe one of the best feelings I've ever experienced in my entire life. Because I will still have these kind of dreams. And now that we've talked about this, the FBI agents in my brain, right, uh, <laughs> are going to be like, you're having this dream tonight. Um, no matter what happens, at the, the end of these dreams and the bleakness... I hear the trumpet sound hmm. and it is a feeling of tr like I always I used it, it, it it's so hard for me to kind of encapsulate but or, and articulate because it's so real in my brain and trying to get it out verbally is, is difficult but these dreams used to bring such fear and dread and I would even wake up crying mm -hmm. and just terrified just frozen in fear and now if I ever have a dream that's like this it ends. I can picture it. I can picture it in my brain. Like you guys just don't even understand how in my mind right now I can see the things that I won't even waste your time describing them to you, but I can see all of the elements of these dreams. I don't think they were particularly spiritual dreams, but I think that the, the, the spiritual part of me is not separated from my, my sleeping thoughts any more than it's separated from my waking thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when I would hear that trumpet sound, I would be overcome with such joy such euphoria such happiness and i always thought i would read the revelation when i when i became a christian and it would make me afraid right like mm -hmm. i got have the it was the bad dream book right it was like oh don't read that one at nighttime cuz you're going to have the beast with 10 heads coming up out of the sea dreams and i just the, but the idea of jesus coming back the idea of god putting everything right um, which is a promised hope that we have. Jesus is coming, kids. Like, he is coming. It's, it's like Christmas. It's coming. and um, But it's not scary. Mm -hmm. 
Like Jesus is not coming. I mean, there there will be wrath that comes. Uh, I mean, Revelation is is not a happy book when you look at it from a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. But from another perspective, remember this is what they say in in, uh, in Thessalonians. It's like therefore comfort yourself with these things. Like when you start talking about these things, the, this is a reason for comfort. This is a reason for reassurance. This is a reason for joy. The very things that to some become symbolic of dread and fear to the believer <laughs> is a reassurance of hope and security. And I think that's a very powerful dichotomy that we need to make sure that if we're experiencing un, un, uh, unreasonable amounts of fear in our lives, we need to go back to code here. We need to begin to, A, make sure that we're not overwriting our thought process with things that are introducing fear into our programming. Uh, and again, I'm, you have to, to judge yourself accordingly. Uh, there's no like biblical cue for Netflix of like, here's what you should watch and here's what you shouldn't watch. Mm-hmm. But you should use discernment, use spiritual discernment, mm-hmm. use biblical wisdom. If you're not sure, talk to somebody who is a little further along in the Lord than, than you are. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Um, Liz Mati, what did you do on Friday? What did I do? Oh, I went to the concert. What concert? The Jonas Brothers concert. Liz, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert. All right, so this morning, you guys met each other at church, and Liz started asking, what songs did they do? What did they did they do? Right? Mm-hmm. And it was a whole excited conversation because of something that you guys share a passion over. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's okay to talk to people that are a little further along than us in our Christian journey that have wisdom and experience with the things of God and have a conversation with them and say, what can I expect? Mm-hmm. What should I What should I look forward to here? Because those people can give us good advice and give us good wisdom. Um, that's that's super prudent. What do I do when I'm dealing with fear? What what about this thing that I'm watching? Maybe is this something that I should look at it a little more uh, with a little more critical view? Because remember, children will eat candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But but God has put adults in the lives of children to say maybe some vegetables, right? And in the same way, God can put more seasoned believers in our lives to to give us good advice, to give us good counsel, to say, let's look at this beyond just the threshold of, but I like it, and and say, but is it is it good for you? Because remember, I mean, the the Corinthians said all things are lawful, right? But not all things are profitable. And if if the things that we expose ourselves to begin to override our code with fear, dread, dismay, terror, hopelessness, pain, anxiety, those kind of things, then maybe we need to just stop introducing those ingredients into our stew. And second, we need to begin overriding our code with the reassurance of God's word and God's promises that he is coming back, that he will put all things right, that if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because you have put your confidence and your trust in Jesus, not through works, Not through are you good enough, not through did you stub your toe and say a bad word today, not did you grow up in a Spanish Pentecostal church where um, just getting out of bed was qualification for the the lake of fire, you know, but but what does the Bible say? God says that you're saved. God says that your your name is written, that none that are in his hand are going to be lost from his hand. God didn't save you to put you on a tightrope over hell. God didn't save you to introduce fear, anxiety, dread, and an overwhelming sense of, of failure in your life. God has come to bring grace. Now, there, there, sin has a price. 
It does. And it's not a fun price. But so does salvation. And that price is the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, what side that you find yourself on, it, it determines your reaction to Jesus is coming back. For the believer, that's great news. Mm-hmm. For the non-believer, not, not so much. So I just encourage you, if your faith is in God, if your faith is in the Lord through Jesus Christ, then take comfort in that. Be encouraged in that. Don't walk in fear. Don't feed yourself things that fight against the peace that Jesus died for. Don't feed yourself things that cause you to walk in fear and anxiety, but feed yourself with the word of God, the promises of God, and and activate those things by, by, by prayer and by that relationship with God. Speak to him. Let him speak to you. So that when that trumpet sounds in your dream or in real life, Mm-hmm. It will not be a oh crap. It'll be a oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's my that's my encouragement because fear exists. Water exists. Sorry, Liz Motti. Water exists in the world, uh, and it's fine as long as you're not trying to breathe it in. Um, there's just some things just exist in the world, uh, but you don't have to let it in you because if you do, it it can definitely mess you up, ruin your day. Um, so. That is, um, that's the talk tonight, guys. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys trick-or-treating as? Joy. <laughs> <laughs> A kid's pastor. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what is, uh, any, any last, any last? Don't, um, don't lose your joy because if you're living life in fear, and not accepting the joy that God wants you to have, you're wasting the opportunity each day. Because I think it is a shame as a Christian to only live in, in preparation for eternity and not combine that with an appreciation and gra- appreciation for the life that you're living on this earth, for the world that God created around you, for the blessings that he's giving you through your your every day your family the tangible things you have on this earth although we are eternity sighted we don't lose the joy that we get to have in the fact that we're sitting in this moment right now and it would be against the desire of god's heart for us not to live excited for each new day and each goal that we have every desire of our heart the future that we want for ourselves um and i would encourage anyone myself included to not let your fear rob you from being joyful in the things and the blessings that God still wants you to have earth side. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good. I think that's it's it's important to balance that out so we're not so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Yeah. Yeah, there are good delightful things that God has brought us in to to enjoy and to share. Mm-hmm. Because some people live in in bad situations and a little joy goes a long way. Yeah. A, a little hope, a little peace goes a long way and i think that we are designed to share that that's a great great suggestion great great input there and on that uh we have come to the end of our time together today you guys and uh i, I hope i hope that you guys feel encouraged i, I certainly don't want it to, to make anybody feel like they're crapped on or like you know we're against you or anything like that i mean my goodness under scrutiny uh, i'm the guy holding the big microphone here right so like i can sit there and call everybody out and say well you know you guys are terrible people if you like uh if you like horror movies you're absolutely wrong if you like she hulk you're absolutely wrong you know we're creating conversation you know we're 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 creating dialogue here um ultimately my opinion is only my opinion uh unless it's informed by the word of god 
Uh, so let God be true and every man a liar. Govern yourselves uh, with, with wisdom, uh, with prudence, with humility, and, uh, and with submission and obedience to, to God, and you're going to be just fine. And I pray that God gives you peace that passes understanding, that his spirit of love and joy and of a sound mind will over, overcome and override any fear that comes your way, and that the biblical principle of fear not would be more than just a, a catchphrase, but it would be something that by faith you live in the power of every single day. Amen. Well, we have reached the end of our time today. Thank you so much for sticking with us. If you've made it all this way, you are a real hero. We appreciate you and we love you so very much. And uh, we've got more fun and exciting Nerdy Godcast fun coming up for you um, in the next few weeks. I'm very, very excited uh, that we are only, uh, we're two episodes, Stephen, you pointed out to me, away from an all-play episode. Yeah. Wow. And we are only... I feel like it's been a minute since an all-play. I know, and we're only seven episodes away from our 200th episode spectacular. That's insane. Uh, We're also coming up on Megacon, which is happening at the beginning of February. So we're not, not very I far didn't away. It, was in February it is year. coming up really, really quick. And I just applied to the uh, the fan expo people over at Megacon for us to not only do a live episode there, uh, and we will see if that is approved or not, uh, but also in partnership with our friend Jace, uh, who we we met at Megacon a, a little while back, and and he was there presenting next year. Uh, we have jointly applied to have a Sunday morning worship service Ooh. at Megacon. It has not been approved yet, and we are praying wow. that it does. Uh, but if it does, we are going to have uh, a worship service right there at the con. Uh, yes. We're going to we're going to have music. We're going to have preaching. We'll have prayer for people. Uh, so so please, believers, pray that God would move on the hearts of the good people at uh, Fan Expo Canada and the MegaCon crew, and that they would give us favor. Um, we definitely want it to be an accessible and a welcoming environment for everybody. Uh, and and to just bring a little bit of love and hope to a group of people that desperately need it. So uh, we will take any prayers that we can get uh, that God would open this door of opportunity for us. Uh, we want to make this our most ministry-minded MegaCon ever. And uh, there's no way that that can happen without the faithful prayers of you, our Nerd of God squad. And uh, that is all the time that we have for today. So from all of us here at the Nerd of God cast, Steve-O Supremo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Quentin Gregory Neff. Stay spoopy, my my, my loopies. (laughs) Sure. Nailed it. Megacon Liz. Remember, it's by grace through faith that you are saved and not by your good works. Sure, that's a that's a good word. Uh, Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Lovely lady Liz Money. Make good choices. Nick, the engineer. Goodbye. Nellies, just holler at us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gots to go home. But we can't stay here.